Section 6 of In Galilee by Thornton Chase. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. In Galilee by Thornton Chase. Section 6 Lessons of Humility. One forenoon, Mirza Asadullah came to the room and talked of Abdu'l-Baha's teaching of decomposition, showing its great importance. Then came Mirza Haider Ali, old and wise, beautiful, smiling, happy, a man who has suffered captivity, slavery, imprisonment, and chains, everything but death, for the cause. He talked of the spiritual embryo and its growth, its five stations and the five possessions of each religion, via a prophet, a book, a law, a nation, and miracles. The real birth of spiritual knowledge comes when it is perceived that these essentials pertain alike to all of the great religions and that they all originated from the command of god is it not true that in this birth lies the realization of the fatherhood of god the spiritual brotherhood of man and the foundation of universal peace those two wise old men mirza haider ali and mirza asadullah were like children in their happy, simple ways and evident affection. Each called the other his father, exalting the other's wisdom above his own. Mirza Haider Ali gave each of us some sugar plums from his pocket, but overlooked Mirza Asadullah, who sat beside him on the divan, whereupon Mirza Asadullah said, he thought his father did not treat his son very well. Although these men have reached a maturity of knowledge far beyond our perception, yet Mirza Haider Ali said, Now, seeing Abdu'l-Baha, you realize, each by himself, you see Abdu'l-Baha, and we also see Abdu'l-Baha. You see and we see as we tell you so you must tell us also what you see you have reached maturity as you have advanced one foot still we must be humble and say to others tell us he likened us to children in the truth just beginning to walk and said in the new testament it is related that Christ received children and said, These are the children of the kingdom, because their hearts are pure, and they speak what learned men cannot speak. In the first degree, all are as children of the kingdom. The difference between you and us is that we came sooner than you, and our faults are more, because I could not do what I ought to do during this time. I know 
and I express myself, but you come newly. All Baha'is are one person. Now you try to spread the cause, so that God may forgive our laziness. Everywhere among the friends, at Akka, Haifa, Port Said, Alexandria, and Cairo, we were given lessons of humility, simple, loving service, unselfishness and happiness in living the life of the kingdom. There is no ostentation or striving for effect, but courtesies and offerings, a flower, a cup of tea, a bit of candy, carrying a parcel or doing some service, are blended with such a simple, affectionate spirit that they charm and attract and are in harmony with that wonderful, spiritual aura of peace and love which pervades all meetings of the friends in the Orient. Incidents One morning, Abdu'l-Bahá came to our room, asked how we were and how we had rested, his face was wonderfully clear and shining, fresh like water. He invited us to come into his room adjoining. It was small and plainly furnished, with iron bed, table, and divan. He gave each of us a photograph of the castle of Maku in Persia, where the Bab had been confined. At my request, he took my large fountain pen and wrote on the back of each picture a gift from Abdu'l-Bahá. Then, looking at the pen, he said, The battle-axe must fit the hand of the wielder. Mirza Asadullah suggested one day that we say to Abdu'l-Bahá that we would like to have that dinner a commemoration of the House of Spirituality then the next day's meal in memory of the new york council board and then each following day of one of the associations or bodies of believers then of each of the friends singly and thus we would be enabled to stay there indefinitely commemorating the friends so at dinner he told the master that we wished to hold that meal in commemoration of the house of spirituality Abdu'l-Bahá replied, Yes, and of all in America. Thus our scheme was completed in one day, but he went on and gave us an instruction of the unity of all, and said that as one is a representative of many in a parliament or congress, and as all are waves of one sea, so it seemed to him a reality that all the American believers were there present with him at the table. He said he would like to see the faces of them all, but that all were with him in spirit, and it was not necessary that the faces should be seen. The last day there, the ladies of the household came and talked with us through an open doorway. They told us how, owing to the customs of the country, they were like caged birds unable to fly abroad and sing the praises of god that they could only work within the walls and beseech god with their prayers for the success and spreading of his word throughout the world
they asked us to carry the message of their condition their love their hopes and prayers to their sisters in america and asked them to so strive and work that they might accomplish not only their own duty in the cause of god but also that of the helpless ones in the orient always there arises this idea of the oneness of mankind if one fails to accomplish what he should do is prevented or unable then it becomes the duty of others to do so much more than their own duty that there may be no loss because of the lack of others in other words that the duty of all is the duty of each and that each is responsible for the results of all just as one member of the body should do its utmost to assist and to atone for the failure of any other member this is true vicarious atonement arising from the innate oneness of the human race a heavenly atmosphere at akka nothing in appearance is marvelous all is simple direct natural without effort or preparation yet the effect is deep strong and wonderful because all that is said or done is an expression of complete assurance in the truth of god entire reliance upon his guidance devotion to his will and love for his service this certainty of rightness this abnegation of self in favor of god and his will as expressed through his messengers and servants causes a simplicity and power which penetrates the hearts and kindles in them quenchless flames of love service and unity the triune heavenly oneness which shall make them at one with god with the universe and with himself these are the subjects of interest with abdul baha these are the matters which cause the fragrant spiritual atmosphere the breathing of which brings heaven on earth in his presence faith in god in the power of good in the victory of the spirit became confirmed confidence was supreme in the impregnable certainty of the cause of god the feeling possessed us that the day of god's triumph was shining that we were admitted as humble factors in his work of gladness and that the might of man's bondage to the tyranny of self was being illumined by the glory of god fear and trembling vanished prayer and praise sang joyously within us in his presence we realized that we were at the threshold of the kingdom of god and that the spiritual fragrance of the court of nearness to him poured forth through that door of selfless service to purge and purify the dense atmosphere of mankind i took a picture of the old stone steps leading to that upper chamber after our return to chicago i showed it to mr scheffler he said those are the steps up to heaven and he was right heaven is a condition and it exists there 
to this servant it was as if he were immersed in an ocean of fragrance and peace as if one were breathing a rich atmosphere and drowned in a fragrant ether which penetrated through and through to the centers of beings this atmosphere is a reality it has been mentioned by many and it is not an imagination nor is it due to excitement or enthusiasm it is a cognizable fact which enters the life and remains with him who strives to do the will of god the presence of the holy spirit as a perceptible soul tangible actuality cannot be denied it is there at akka in force it is felt by everyone in some degree even by opposers and strangers it is a great shield of protection which defends the cause of god forever even though that defense may not always be in accord with the desires of the faithful god's ways are not our ways the whole thought was of spiritual things conditions and progress the unity and brotherhood of men and peoples was the frequent consideration always from a spiritual point of view this talking and thinking constantly of heavenly things causes great delight peace love and longing for service possessed us nothing visible caused that happiness within those walls it is simply and truly the presence there of the holy spirit of god in overwhelming power this sweet aroma of the spirit radiates from that fountain of love for humanity which pours forth so freely so impersonally so universally for every soul that is wanting love they come from every land from every religion from all kinds of training each with his little cup or larger bowl seeking answer to his quest pilgrims from all over the world coming to that centre of the covenant of love a man outwardly like themselves and after a week a day or an hour they return to their distant homes all filled with love most of their questions unasked and forgotten curious no longer but satisfied and overflowing with love to the human race and a great longing to bear the word of revelation to their friends and to serve every creature of god without regard to family race or religion the inexpressible happiness of the spirit possesses each one of them and he wants the whole world to have it the most visible effect of that power is in the lives of the believers everywhere the pilgrims from every land and the children such children i have never seen so courteous unselfish and swiftly self-denying in the little things that children love such as toys candies fruit etc wherever there were believers we found courteous gentle loving earnest people looking only for opportunities to serve one another this effect upon the lives of all in those countries 
who come in contact with this revelation no matter from what nation religion or clime proves its universal and mighty power and this is exactly its claim that it is for the removal of differences and bringing the whole world into a unity of faith love and service it is accomplishing this among all peoples and if it shall so transform the few it demonstrates its power and thus it shall go on changing the hearts and lives of all who come under its influence until all the world shall be as one great family dwelling in its heavenly earthly home herein is the oneness of mankind demonstrated that all these varieties of men each with different views different methods of thought different conceptions of religion and opposing tendencies after one draught at this fountain of instruction of the tenets of love fall upon each other's necks embrace with tears of joy and go their way like children of one family new-born into the kingdom of heaven all the differences are forgotten and are seen at their true value as of no importance compared to the great truth the oneness and fatherhood of god the oneness and brotherhood of men each one of them becomes a missionary of peace the heart of each has enlarged to embrace the whole world even his enemies each sends his thoughts of good will and good wishes to other peoples than he called his own his own is forgotten in his desire for the good of the whole yet he neglects not those near to him for to them he can give service and by service he must express his love has such a condition as this been ever witnessed in the world before while each nation has confined within its own boundary lines each state a law unto itself each religion a barbarism to all but its little circle of adherence men could not meet together could not know each other and much less could they learn to love the stranger and the enemy these conditions of acquaintance of knowledge of respect and of love have been made possible in this age through the wonderful inventions the advances in means of transportation the rapid conveyance of information the uses of steam and electricity and those discoveries all of the last half century which have leveled the mountains raised the valleys made the whole earth a highway for the dissemination of knowledge wherein no wayfarer needs to err these conditions could not be until the coming of that day of god which was promised by god's prophets age after age that day wherein the old earth and heaven should pass away like a scroll that is read and finished and a new earth should be created in order that a new heaven should be also created thereon how blind is he who cannot see the hand of more than man in all these wonders
End of section six. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Recorded in London, England.